Here we go. Yay. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Happy Sunday. Today is March 19th, 2023. The weather is very, very cold. I am your host is with Moses, Janice Yvette, and I am here with my co-host. Stills the great. How you doing, Stills? No, I can't complain, man. Good old Sunday, you know. Yes, nice. We just had um we just had St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, did you eat any corned beef hash? Hell no. I don't <laughs> follow none of that nonsense, man. I don't follow what the I don't even want to get into all that because I don't want to say anything and I don't want to get Janice in trouble. You're not going to Some girls just shut up. I'm not eating no corn, bag, corn beef hash and or corned beef and cabbage <laughs> and whatever they, you know what I mean? I'm good on that. Well, salute we to everybody that do though. Yeah, we celebrated in our schools, in our school. Everybody will agree. In we have schools? to recognize we're very, we're very inclusive. And so, hey. so we definitely had our horseshoes and our clovers. Um, there is though a, 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 a story behind St. Patrick's Day. So I just urge everybody to go and watch uh. it and find out for yourself so talk about it then what's yeah. the, okay well you know no what no I'm no I, no no i'm not this is not the platform for that this yeah. is not what we're doing go ahead and research yourself because part of the work uh -huh. is finding out stuff on your own uh -huh. right uh -huh. that's what teachers always say uh -huh. do the work and then come back and ask questions uh -huh. um so what'd you do what'd you do this past week well i ain't gonna lie man the week has been great <clears throat> explain explain um it's been good you know i'm uh my Clark Kent time, you know, I do a lot of important things out here for the people. What you be doing? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of what they call a, 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 a organized troublemaker. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and some and good trouble. I good hope. trouble for, for, mm. for, for the, for the cause. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, um, we getting a raise. You know, we getting an eighteen percent raise over the next three Who's years. Who's this? Eleven ninety nine healthcare workers. Oh, you know yeah! Shout, Shout out to all the healthcare workers yeah, out there. All man. the nurses, eighteen. Yeah, the job ain't done yet. They got to go to Albany. You know what I mean? To put some pressure on the on the legislatures out there, all the, all the politicians out there. Shout out to everybody who worked for eleven ninety nine. Shout out to everybody who worked for I used to work for eleven ninety nine. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Hey, I, I should have stayed. What you was thinking either for real. Best I, union on the planet. It really, it biggest really union is. in the world. Definitely is. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, but um. Uh -huh. Uh, other than that, man, I also got myself a little three extra dollars, you know. Okay. They owe, they owe me some money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. That's going to be retro or not? Oh, no, it was retro. It was nice. Oh, let me hold on. I don't wonder saying? why you had a little well, Subway little, sandwich before the show. Well, it's gone already, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know. Had a little extra. Okay. Hey, I well, would, if I would have known that, I would have saved my little money. Hey, man, they put a little extra cheese on that taco, you know what I'm oh, saying? Nice. Yeah, oh, so, okay. so. So the week has been good. Station's been good. You know what I mean? What about the Knicks? The Knicks have been good. Oh. I mean, since you want to oh, talk okay. about them, you know, last week I wasn't there. I wasn't a happy camper. You yeah, know? you was. We was, we was a little down. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, we was a little down. The Knicks was on a little losing streak. You know, it was mm -hmm. on a, 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 a losing skid, you know. um, But they kind of rebounded. And now they're on another winning streak. See? And they beat the best team in the Western Conference yesterday, 116-110. to 110. At Madison Square Garden. Yay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, hold on. Do I got the applause? No, I ain't got the applause over here. But <laughs> it's good because now the Knicks are in sole position of the fifth seed 
in the East with a record of 42 and 30. And you know the last time they won 40-something games? Uh, when they had Patrick Ewing? No, don't be too funny <laughs> over here. The last time they won over 40 games was in 2013, over 10 years ago. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So salute to the Knicks. They're riding a the three-game They really are. No matter what, I can't say no matter what the outcome of this year has been, they have really played better than they have played in a long time. Yeah. I can't say that. Yeah, and I know a lot of Nick fans. My sister's a Nick fan. My father's a Nick fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I know they're happy too. So shout out to y'all. Yeah, man. Shout out to them, man. And shout out to all these college kids that's out here supporting their alma maters and their schools. Because mm -hmm. it is March Madness as well, man. Oh, right. Couple Who you got? Who you, are you winning? The, do you got the brackets? Yeah, hey, I got the bracket. I uh, got Houston winning. So far, they're still in. They're only one of the one seeds that's still left. Another number one seed lost. I'm under. Yesterday. Listen, I'm under a rock when it comes to TV, when it comes to teams, when it comes to everything. Because you see what I be doing. Yeah, I see. You see what I be doing. Yeah, so about what you doing? School is kicking my butt, right? But it's uh -huh. almost over. I have three more weeks of school left. Um, I'm so happy. If you didn't know, if you've been under a rock, I am in school at the Magic Fingers Natural Hair Institute. I'm very, very proud. It's my lifelong dream. Drop a bomb, it has been my lifelong dream to be a hairstylist, and I'm making my dream come true at 41 years old. Um, proof that it's never too late to go after your dreams. However, it's very, very hard. Um, also, I've uh, been busy going um, back and forth, sending emails with, with a Hazel, as you know. You know, she did not get an offer to a specialized high school per se, but she is eligible to go to a specialized high school this mm -hmm. fall. She just has to go to summer school because her uh, test score, her entrance exam for high school score, it wasn't that high. But, you know, she's a genius and they know that. So they're going to allow her to go to summer school and then she'll be going to the high school for math, science and engineering. Oh. At City College oh. this fall, so okay. shout out to my baby. Shout out to every single person, um, everybody that's that's uh, in that process. Uh, graduation pictures is coming up. This is gonna be prom season soon. Then I'm gonna start crying because my baby is graduating. She's le leaving and she's becoming like a grown lady. She's just amazing. Shout out to Hazel and Ava too, right behind her, not too far. They both made honor roll. Ava with her 3.9 GPA, Hazel with her 3.8. I am a very, very, very proud mom. Shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? But where are What's going on with the Afro? I see you rocking the fro today. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No so, bundles, no nothing. No, no, no. I already told you I was going to switch it up. And black Let's women, go. that's part of our black girl magic. Mm -hmm. We can switch it up mm -hmm. at any time, any place. I definitely naturally see the see the grays coming in. Check you know, it is, it's Women's History Month. And, you know, we focus on the black black woman during Women's History Month because hey. that's all we know. That's all I know. You know, I'm there. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. There are many women doing wonderful things, but I just want to highlight the black woman if I could for a second. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I'm wearing my Afro because Afro is one of the oldest hairstyles. It's very versatile. It is, it's a statement in many cases. Mm. It's, um, it is, political right mm. um and it's also have be has become one of the one of the go-to hairstyles in um lately with women in natural hair care and also next week's show is going to be dedicated to just 
natural hair care as a whole, still keeping in the theme of Black, of Women's History Month. And we're just going to go back. We're going to pay some homage to um, some of the pioneers in women of women who, you know, started the whole Black hair journey, natural hair care journey. And we're going to learn about it. We might even have a special guest. You never know. You never know in J.O. View uh, Wellness. Um, and um, yeah, that's what I end my today's show. Oh, I can't wait to tell everybody what it's about. It's a, it's a deep one. It's a heavy one. But um, before okay. we get into that, let's get into our first break. Okay. You ready? We come back. All right. Check it out. All right. Silken dreams take flight as the darkness gives way to the dawn. You survived, now your moment has arrived. Now your dream has finally been born. Tell your sons and daughters what the struggle brings. Black butterflies set the sky on fire. Rise up even higher, so the ages when the time can catch your wings. While you slept, the promise was unkept, but your faith was as sure as the stars. Now you're free, and the world has come to see just how proud and beautiful you
has come to see just how proud and beautiful you Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we're going to just get right into it. I wanted to go back a little bit from last week's show. We talked about like the negative relationships between black women and we discussed um, women in, in politics. We t discussed women going back and forth in Hollywood. We even touched a little bit about how there's some men who also mimic those same um, qualities that we were talking about that some women have who are, you know, quote unquote, messy, right? I wanted to go, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go a little uh, back a little bit in, you know, when we're talking about the healing process, right? And mm -hmm. we can't t start to heal because sometimes women, they're just going through some things and if you're a black woman chances are you're definitely 100% going through some things and they need to be addressed today's show is all about the trauma of black women right we're going to be talking about you know my own personal trauma that that has caused me uh, that I've gone through that has caused me issues and how I kind of dealt with it um, we're just going to be talking about in general the day-to-day -day things that black women face and go through um, with their emotions um, and that affect them emotionally that stems from the trauma that they've gone through uh, we're going to talk about trauma that is passed down because nobody Nobody wants to touch this subject, yeah, true. but there are, you know, toxic mothers who, you know, raise toxic daughters. Um, this is what this is not is um, a battle between the sexes to say, oh, black women have it worse than um, black men. This is not that. So I don't want it to get into into that. This is just highlighting um, women right now and the issues that we face. So I just wanted to get that clear. Also, a solution based, right? What can we do to heal our, to begin healing ourselves, right? When is enough, when is enough enough? How can we, how can black women help us? And how can white women help us, especially in the workplace? Okay. I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. The trauma that the reason why I felt this was something um, this sub this we should talk about this on this episode is because eight out of 10 black women has gone through some type of traumatic experience. Right. I am no different. 
um, we talked about with me, people already know my story when it comes to um, battling cancer and things like that. And I briefly touched on, you know, having like a really, really tumultuous uh, marriage toward the end and breakup. And that was uh, traumatic in and of itself. But I want to get a go a little bit deeper, right? I want to touch on something that not a, not a lot of women can openly talk about even to this day, but I have begun my own healing and I'm speaking to my own truth. And that is sexual abuse. Okay. At the age of five years old to about seven or eight years old, I was sexually abused by a family member, trusted family member. This is a person who lived in the neighborhood, lived in the house, was in charge of taking care of me was a caretaker was somebody that my mom trusted and did not do all of the right things. And as a result of this, many, 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 many different situations arise, arise from this, okay? Emotional trauma, I kind of shut down. I went through a phase where I would just yell and scream all the time. You know, I wasn't always this charming woman that you see in front of you. It took a lot of work on myself. I think uh, a pivotal moment, kind of sad though, was when I kind of came out and said it. I was in my 30s. So yeah. And and that is not uncommon. There's some people who don't say anything at all, but I truly did not start to heal until I was in my thirties when I said that out loud, right? Because there is a there's a sense of shame that comes along with being sexually abused, right? And um, also a victim of slut. I'm also a victim of slut shaming, right? So sometimes, you know family members or people in the community, they'll, you know, look at you, you dress a certain way, you act a certain way. And, you know, you kind of, they kind of put that on, on, on you. You know, I know there are some people whose family who's gone through uh, sexual abuse and they blame the, the kid or so, they know what's going on and they turn a blind eye. This is just one thing. And, and I don't know the stats, but it's a very, very high number many women have been sexually abused grown. They can, they can say between the ages of uh, maybe five to 18 years old, right? A lot of black women and and it it begins to manifest itself in the relationships that you have, um, how you choose a partner. Definitely, excuse me, definitely uh, had a, a, had a, very big effect on on how I chose partners, on how I viewed love, or how I viewed you know what it looked like to have a relationship with a with a man. So it, it affected me tremendously. But thankfully, there was help. I did get help for myself. I did talk to people. I did talk to a therapist. I do still have a therapist, right? But um, I wanted to briefly also go over some of the other. Th- things that women black women go through not to say that white women don't go through these things but again i wanted to reiterate this is just something that i'm highlighting for black women now um at this time um intergenerational trauma um still don't know if you know what that is but that's just basically trauma yeah it's just it's just handed down you know mom is you know, wasn't protected. She, you know, saw things in her life and then she grew up. Maybe she had her children 
late. Mm-hmm. Maybe she maybe she had her excuse me, excuse me. Maybe she had children early and you know, did not know how to be a parent. And so then passed down those same poor habits to, you know, her children, namely her daughter. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it's it's parents in general. It could come from the male, too. So I get it. Yes. I get where you're coming from. Um, abusive relationships. Women do not leave abusive relationships when they should. Um if you've been watching this show, I, I already spoke openly about a relationship that I should have left a long time before it got out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, childhood trauma, just people, children growing up, maybe they were bullied. Um, in my classroom, I'm seeing it. There are some people, children who are less fortunate. They're living in shelters. You know, some are living on the street, um, sadly, and then they come to school and they're literally taunted um by children as, as as educators we could do all we can but we can't be everywhere and it's crazy I, I i realized how real that was mm-hmm. a couple of months ago when mm-hmm. um my niece came to me and asked me can i design some shirts for her after school program and you know light of black history month um and the theme was um black and proud yeah so I'm here thinking that the school or the after school program is going to provide the t-shirts for them. Come to find out the kids had to fend for themselves. So this is what I designed for them, right? That's nice. Shirt. Black and proud did the logo, all that stuff for them. And I asked the teacher like, well, um, how many do you need? She said, Oh, I need about 16, 16 students. I said, all right. I said, are you providing the shirts or am I providing the shirts? I said, no, we'll, all the students were told to bring shirts in so that they can get them done on their own and you, we'll just pay for the printing. Right. So I'm expecting all the kids to come with fresh, brand new white T-shirts. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. You mm-hmm. had some students that had their mm-hmm. parents ended up buying them $5 T-shirt, gilding or whatever the case yeah, may yeah, be. Yeah. But you had others that came with used t-shirts i'm talking about that was to the point where it didn't make sense to put you know this design on an old t-shirt because it wouldn't look good and then you don't want everybody else looking better than one another that because they had fresh white tees mm-hmm. everybody else had hand me down so for me i told my sister like yo look man i'm not using none of those shirts that these kids yeah. you know ended up bringing it's I'm heartbreaking yeah, it's heartbreaking i yeah. felt bad but Long story short, man, some of the kids, like you just said, they live in shelters. Yeah. You know what I mean? With yeah. their parents. And they just don't. They can't control their situation. They're just going where their parents are. And when I, it hit me to my heart when I saw that, man. And it, it made me really be like, yo, now nah, I got to do something for these kids that are less fortunate. None, no, no fault of their own. But mm-hmm. I can't have them out there. Black History Month looking, you know, crazy with mm-hmm. an old worn down T-shirt that says what it says on there and then everybody else around them is looking clean and stuff like that. So I get what you're saying when you're talking about that. Yeah. And um, like, it's something that is prevalent in education. These children, they, 
don't ask to be in these situations, but then going back to the intergenerational trauma, they're yeah. passing it on, you know, some, some of them, their parents are addicted to, to drugs, yeah. you know, they're yeah. in the streets. And then you have children coming to school, you know, when, especially the younger girls, they're already acting out. I, you know, yeah. I saw, uh, I saw a student like rub her, her foot up a, 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 a little boy's leg and like teasing wow. yeah very wow. very young and so like these are the things wow. though yes you know that we have to really pay attention to because it's happening in our community and it's just it's just a, a cycle that if we don't nip it in the bud that's going to continue to exist and shame on those teachers out there that take advantage of some of these kids it was a white lady in connecticut they locked her ass up for mm -hmm. having inappropriate relationships with 13 year old boys yeah she's in her 40s yeah traumatic uh, yes. experience um all to get all around uh and people who you know if you have that type of fetish towards children do yourself a favor stay away from kids stay away Word. from schools you know just stay away just stay away because yeah. you ruin kids lives and they end up um just questioning their whole existence. And some of them, you know, sadly commit suicide over it. Mm. Um, racism in the workplace mm. is a, a, it's a very, very, you know, blanketed subject. Everybody feels like, Oh, you know, my job is inclusive and I can come <laughs> to my <laughs> boss with whatever. Um, it's not. So I can tell you from experience, I've experienced some racism beyond, right? Like, and that's why, you know, also I have my hair like this. Cause you, did you know that, you know, in some places still to this day, uh, uh, black women still have to, you know, explain their hairstyles and explain, what? you know, yes. So how my hair grows out of my head naturally, like there has to, there had to be like a bill passed. <laughs> in law what? that says that a, a black woman could wear her natural hair like how she wants to isn't that a shame yeah, yeah i didn't know that <clears throat> yeah we just we just got uh the right and i don't think it was it's for every state either but i know now they can't you know they can't discriminate because at one time uh locks were considered unprofessional um Oh, they definitely stereotype you with that. In in the workplace, there's very little room for advancement of black women. Um, sometimes they use the expertise of black women, right? But they don't give them the the job. They don't put them in the position. They don't, you know, they always ask in the black woman. I know in 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 education, the black woman is the disciplinary. They call the black woman to be the front, the front line mm. to to talk to parents and things like that. Um to gather parents um and then you know when you're no longer needed you know that you want to chop and block or That's when you fact. stand up for yourself when you just speak to things but um and shout out to mrs miller and mrs garrett those are two strong <laughs> black principals and teachers shout out to that them. i came across <laughs> as a young man and they the set us straight in the school system yes and shout out to the non-black um leaders in my school who are all inclusive who fight for black women because i do not want to leave out our allies however um people who are non-black they do there are some um there's some things that they miss right there's some things that they really need to educate themselves on when it comes to us so that the fight for us could be a little bit better because we don't really have people out there fighting for our cause um 
there's a there's a rumor around going around that you know black women are strong and um i want to stills i know you know you probably i don't know what your stance is on the strong black women woman but that is one of the most dangerous phrases anybody could utter do you know why why is that a dangerous phrase it's, and i'll answer your question after you tell me yeah so it's dangerous it's a it's and something people think is a con it's um it's a compliment, but it's dangerous because it puts black women on the pedestal and to the point where black women now are like doing everything in their power to try to reach that goal. Right. So if I keep saying, you know, you're the best, you're the greatest, you know, I'm going to go all out. So no matter what it is that black women go through on a daily basis, right. They still have to be seen as strong. So to cry, right? That's mm -hmm. not allowed, right? To feel um, that's not allowed to have pain. It's like, really, like you're strong, you know what I mean? So it takes away from the human part of mm -hmm. being just being a human being. And, you know, some women find black women find themselves in positions where they have they're suppressed they suppress their own feelings they suppress their own things that's going on just to to live up to this i this ideology that we're mm. strong See. black women and i think that word is is taken out of context when people hear strong that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be outspoken or you you speak on everything that you hear you know or because it could be a, a, a thin line between strong and arrogant, too, mm -hmm. because some people feel like, oh, because I speak up for myself, I'm strong. No, sometimes you can speak up for yourself and sound ignorant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think strong is just just being able to take things in stride, compartmentalize everything and move on it without compromising yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, a lot of people can't do that. Some people take the word strong as Oh, I'm outspoken or I speak up for myself or I don't allow anybody to walk over me. You can be passive, aggressive and mm -hmm. still be strong mm -hmm. at the same time because you're still not letting that person walk over you. But it's a certain way that you go about doing it. So I think the word strong, sometimes <laughs> it, it can be taken in many different ways than it should be taken in the context that you're trying to use. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Okay. When I knew, I knew that something was wrong with me. Right. When I was um, just before my, that my cancer diagnosis, right. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was something wrong with me at the, I was working as a dialysis technician instructor at the time in, um, in New Jersey. Um, and, people would come up to me and they were like, you know, Janice, you know, your neck is swelling up. What's going on with your neck? Because like the side of my neck got so big. Mm. And because I had maybe two more weeks of the class left and I wanted to prepare my class and get my class ready, I ignored, you know, I put, put off going to the doctor, right? And, and when I think about it going back, it was like how crazy that was because I didn't know what type of shape I was in, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was that sick. But now looking back at it, I was literally dying, you know, and I put it off for work, right? That's what it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you saw the outcome, cancer, right? So what happens is when black women try to live up to the standard of 
you know, being strong, you know, and suppressing their feelings and, you know, holding everything inside, we end up with heart disease. We end up with diabetes. We end up with a whole host of ailments because we try to live up to this to this um, standard, right? This mm-hmm. high, high standard mm-hmm. that we're impenetrable. I'll tell you another story. Black women in healthcare, okay, especially pregnancy. I was I had my daughter May 25th, 2011 via C-section, my, sex, my second C-section. I will never forget. I was in the recovery room and I was in excruciating pain because they had like cut like extra. They just like cut extra skin or whatever, you know, not to be too graphic. Sorry. But this is things that women go through on a daily basis. And so to because I had a lot of scar tissue, so that cut all the scar tissue out. Cool. Pain, pain, pain to the point where I was moaning, right? They were giving me, I had a, a morphine drip. And I was, the lady kept asking me, she kept asking me my pain levels. And I said, like, I said, 10, it's a 10, it's a 10. Do you know this lady came to me and she was like, it can't be a 10 still. I just gave you a bolus, right? White lady, white nurse. And I said, I don't know what you gave me. I don't, you know, but I still feel pain. It wasn't until the anesthesiologist, white man, came in and said, no, you have to give her another bolus um, mm. because I cut quite a bit of mm. scar tissue from her. Mm. That's when she, that was when she believed it. And that's just a small incident, mm-hmm. right? I've been about that. Yeah, that is a small thing. Black women die because their people are, um, there is this myth, especially in healthcare, that women, they actually teach this. I don't know mm. if you know this. Mm-mm. They teach this that Black women can withstand more pain yeah, I heard that. I I, I, heard because that. our skin is tougher or whatever. They That's used crazy. to they used to perform and practice like uh, procedures, like um, gynecological procedures without anesthesia on black women. That's crazy because that was the ideology that oh they could take it, you know. Wow. So a lot of women ended up dying. Uh, shout out to every black woman, all of our ancestors who died for the cause of uh, in the in the name of healthcare, right, and providing. Mm-hmm health care all the health care that you that you receive and all the procedures you have to that's why they always say thank a black woman right mm-hmm. thank a black woman because she was responsible for it um i want to just stop for a second i want to go into another break and when we come back we're going to talk about the solutions how can we begin to to heal we already know what the problem is right but we need support they're white. We need white women's support in the workplace. We need black women, black men's support at home, and we need to help ourselves, right? Absolutely. So let's go. Let's come back. We're gonna go. We're gonna come back from the break, and then we're gonna start the the healing process together. Let's go. Ooh, heavy show. You all appreciate it. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. Seventeen years old, kicked out on the streets. Go back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor than other little kids. 
And even though we had different daddies The same drama when things went wrong We blamed mama I reminisce on the stress I caused It was hell Hugging on my mama from a jail cell And who you think in elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary One day Running from the police That's right Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside And even as a crack fiend, mama You always was a black queen, mama I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy Trying to raise a man You always was committed A poor single mother on welfare Tell me how you did it There's no way I can pay you back But the plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know it, love is sweet Dear mama Please no one above it's all appreciated Don't you know it, love is sweet Now ain't nobody tell us it was fair No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there He passed away and I didn't cry Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father, he was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out and started really hanging I needed money of my own so I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's too I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was giving And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I could pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. Don't you know appreciate When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me There are no words that can express how I feel You never kept a secret, always stayed real And I appreciate how you raised me And all the extra love that you gave me I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on There's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it
Ooh, that we was talked about some heavy stuff. I had to take a little little break. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it had to be said. Somebody had to say it, and who better to say it than Janice Yvette at JLP Wellness? Um, I'm JLP Radio Show. There we go. Um, we talked a lot about trauma, right? Yep. Trauma that Black women face, right? We Absolutely. Said, we said that you know there's some negative relationships. That black women have with one another. And I just wanted to highlight some of the things that women go through, right? Just to paint a picture. Like, ladies, we are literally in the fight for our lives, right? You know, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to edu- um, our jobs, education, right? We're we're the we're on the rise to be the most educated um you know, demographic in the nation, but we still make less than everybody else, right? So yeah. this this idea of being strong, you know, it, it, we have to do away with it. Black women are human. We cry. We have feelings. We're passionate just like everybody else, right? Absolutely. Um, and I just want to bring us into our next segment where we start, where do we start the healing, right? Number one, we got to start with ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell people, give this advice because this is advice that was given to me. Okay, listen very carefully. You have to accept the fact that you are not going to be strong all of the time and you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Still, I cannot tell you the women that I've come in contact with on a daily basis who including myself I am also guilty of this stay up for hours and hours and hours because they want to be perfect because somebody has put it in their head that they have to be a hundred times better than their counterpart to be to get a court you know have the, the respect and it's just not true um I think that you have to be okay with doing what your best is you have to establish what your best is and you go from there you are not to measure yourself self by anybody else's standard because at the end of the day that standard could change you go up and down and then you'll find yourself running down a rabbit hole trying to please everybody and i've done that and it doesn't get you anywhere but heartache so first admit to yourself you know that I'm not that strong. It's okay. It doesn't take away from you. You know, sometimes women hear, oh, you're not strong. And it's like a, a bad thing. It's like, what you mean I'm not strong? You know, they take it personal. It's okay not to be strong. It's okay to say, I need help, right? And that's something that I also want to urge black women to do. Reach out to somebody and say these words. Can you help me? I am struggling with everybody. Every black woman got a home girl. Every black woman has somebody that they can confide in. Tell them, I don't feel well. My head is all over the place. This hurt me today. You know, mm-hmm. um, just saying those things out, out loud gives you a, a voice, allows you to express who you are. And then now you're really taking control of your feelings and then you can start the healing process. Absolutely. Right. Um, seek therapy. There's a stigma in our community that says, 
you know what? I'm not telling nobody my um problems. I'm not, you know, I'm not letting nobody know what's going on with me. I'm good. I spoke to to my friend. You know that that when they said I don't I don't need therapists. I got my besties. When they That's say your besties and you, you both need to see, be help. Mm -hmm. It's very true. You know, y'all mm -hmm. should go together. Whatever happens, mm -hmm. you can go to group therapy. We all going through the same things. I know some women who are now going through divorce. I've been through it. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I was, I've been able to say, point people in the right direction, you know, when it comes to certain things, but there are certain things you need to be able to talk to somebody about, somebody who's trusted. And now um, you can talk to some people don't feel, some black women don't feel comfortable talking to a white male or a, or a or a female, white female, because, you know, they feel like it's a disconnect. They don't mm -hmm. really know. But that's not an excuse because now you have black doctors, you you have black psychiatrists, you have ev all, we're everywhere, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can just, you know, call up or, you know, go to your network or whatever it is, whatever healthcare you have, whatever provider you have, and you can actually look it up and you can see pictures of people that look like you who are ready to, deal with what you're going through and actually specialize in what you're going through mm -hmm. so definitely do that now i'm going to ask you steals i'm gonna put you right on the whole spot mm -hmm. because i feel like you you represent a good good chunk of, of men in america okay right mm -hmm. well how can how do you think a black man can support a black woman who has been traumatized okay like at the workplace, you know, in her past, like what can you do? What can black men do? You think first off getting to really understand that person, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Understanding what it was that they went through so that you don't repeat some of the things that they went through. Cause you know, everybody has triggers. Exactly. And somebody can trigger something that happened to you in the past and they may not even realize it, not mm -hmm. because they don't know what you went through. So first thing you got to do is listen. A good listener is a good learner. You know what I mean? Um, second is not to pass judgment on a person, you know, just because they. You, you was looking at my notes? I don't need to look at your <laughs> notes. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. You know what I'm saying? I don't pass judgment because I don't want people passing judgment on me either. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm always willing to give a person the benefit of the doubt. And that's another thing. Give the person the benefit of the doubt. Let them prove to you something different. You know what I'm saying? Don't just automatically assume that just because this person went through this, that they are this or they are that. Right. You know what I mean? And then I also don't take people at face value either because sometimes, sometimes, most of the time, people put up this big wall and this big front mm -hmm. until you're able to climb that wall or break that wall down and really see who that person is on the inside. You know what I mean? Black so, women, we wear two yeah. masks. We wear two masks. You hear me? Yeah. There's the Janice that shows up at work ready to go, right? Who, who you know, got her lessons down, ready to, to tackle the day. I show up at school. I'm ready to get my mannequin. I do my braids. I mm -hmm. study for my test. I do it. But then there's the Janice that goes in the room, lays down on the bed, and I am just eggs exhausted yeah. i mean beat up to the point where i'm just like i don't even know if i can get up and do it again tomorrow yeah. um you touched on something you said just talk right mm -hmm. just talk that is something that's so simple 
that, that communication piece does not happen as much as it should in mm -hmm. our community. And I'm just going to call it out, right? If you are going through something, if you have gone through something in your life, right? It is your responsibility to let your partner know. It is your responsibility to say, look, I love you. You know, we are getting serious. These are the things that I have gone through. And these are the things that I'm working with. Right. And give that person an opportunity to help you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they can't help you if they don't know what you don't want to do is have that um, materialize in a different way. Mm -hmm. And now you've missed the opportunity. This person, you know, everything is all awry. Right. Like you said, you you feel judged now and it's like that you still have this shame over you because of whatever mm -hmm. happened to you, your last relationship. You had, you mm -hmm. was going to say something. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and these rules apply not only to someone that was traumatized, that's just in every day. That's just in relationships in general. Yeah. Communication is key. Respect yeah. is key. Once you yeah. don't respect this, once you don't respect a person, that's never going to end. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be a, a fight, an argument. It's always going to be a bump in the road. So just communicating, respecting the person, and everything else will fall in line. But those are just basic keys to just relationships in general. Yeah. And like um, I have some my best friends, you know, they are there. I have some really close friends who are black, you know, who stand in solidarity with me. Mm -hmm. And then there are some black women who they don't stand in solidarity. They mm -hmm. kind of like make it seem like they are out of that loop and that's cool. Mm -hmm. But we know that you're still part of this community that's a fact. and you still have, <laughs> you're, you're still responsible too for the upliftment of, of this community. So go ahead and reach out to your sisters. That's a fact. Right? Um, and no and relationship is perfect. No matter how, how much on the outside it may look perfect. Yep. When they get home, mm -hmm. all the problems come out in public. <laughs> they look like they, you know, Brady Bunch. Everything is all peaches and Told cream. You, two masks. So they get home, and then it's like reality because everybody after a while gets tired of yeah. being with somebody. Yeah. Listen. And relationships take time, effort, and it takes a lot of work. Yeah, especially the poly ones. Right. Um, <laughs> I and digress. Shout out to you. <laughs> I digress. A bomb for Polly. <laughs> Janice is not going to stop until the world becomes Polly. No, just so they understand it and it's accepted. There a lot of go. people still laugh when I say that, including you. There we go. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the relationship thing. If you are suffering in your relationship, you don't have to. You fact. don't have to stay in a relationship that does not serve you, black woman, just so you can say you have a man. Mm -hmm. Because in our community, to have a piece of man is better than having no man. And we have to do away with that. Okay. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to be single. It's okay to get to know yourself. You do not have to live in agony because guess what? Those beautiful children that you brought up in this world, they're looking at you, right? And then you go, you're going to repeat that cycle. What did we talk about? We talked about intergenerational trauma, yep. that yep. trauma that's passed down. You are not, your children will not grow up to be who they need to be in life. You know, it's going to be hard for them to grow up. I'm not going to say they're not going to. It's going to be hard for them to grow up to who they need to be in life if they see their mom getting beaten every day or their mom getting yelled at, right? Because abuse doesn't always come into, like, somebody just putting their hands on you, right? That's a fact. It's mental, right? too. It's mental, right? It's psychological. You know, it's calculated. You know, we have situations where people are growing up with um, narcissistic 
mothers, narcissistic parents raising black children, like get it together, get, do what you have to do, have those conversations. And to all my white people, to my white people, listen very carefully, okay? If you are at a job, right? And you work with a black woman, right? Here's what you need to do because some people, some white women, they feel helpless. Some white men feel helpless when it comes to us and how to support us. If you are in a job where your subordinate is black, right? Here's what you do. You train them, you mentor them, you help them get to where they need to get, right? Do you, there's not a lot of, there's some circles going around in corporate, corporate America where people are able to share ideas and, and share ne and network with one another. Black women are not invited in, in those conversations, right? So far. Um, um, we're not, we, we have the expertise, but when we get a little bit loud, like stop telling us that you're scared, you know what I mean? That's and stop crying because we don't mean you any harm. We're just being human. And that's what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we're not allowed to feel in this society because, um, because sometimes how we express ourselves is seen as aggression. You know, I've been called into the offices, not at this job. My job now is very, very great. And I love everybody that worked there. In the past, I've been called in the office, you know, because of my tone, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And sometimes my tone was warranted because there's something that somebody did to me. And as a human, I reacted, mm -hmm. right? And, um, it's so, and it's, and it's fine. It's, it's, it's okay. So if you see that going on at your job, Please, if you see that you're being held, you're not being held accountable, right? Because there's white privilege everywhere. You have to understand that number one, there is a disparity between, you know, this, this black women in, in the workplace, right? Uh, the way we wear our hair, our bodies and how our clothes fit us, right? Mm -hmm. Just know we come in all different shapes and sizes. Clothes look different on us. Now, if something is see-through, if you know you can see certain things, that's a different story. But because of our to to pick us out because of how we are shaped naturally and to pinpoint us, because this is something that I have gone through, you know, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Use your white privilege to uplift us, to stand by us, and all those microaggressions that, oh, that's not racist. If we feel like it's racist, please take our word for it, because nine times out of ten, it is, okay? You guys don't have, you guys don't speak for your race. You guys are not representing your whole race. We always, always, everything that comes out of our mouths, we have to, it's, it's like representing. I'm going to close this. We could probably do a, a a part two another time to this because there's so many other things that we could talk about under this subject. The main goal is for black women to start to heal and for people who claim they love us, just help us in that process. That's all I wanted to know. And black women, if you know that your sister is going through something, you know, be mindful of that and treat each other with kindness, please. Hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> that amen. <laughs> Right. Take us out. Take us out. We, oh, we don't. The show was oh, black businesses. Anybody you want to shout out? Any black? Well, your black businesses. If you need t-shirts, anybody that need t-shirts, any type of design or fashion made, make sure you hit us up. Yeah, at bars and hoops radio yeah. at gmail dot com. You want to do a podcast? You want to do a live radio show? Hit us up at bars and hoops. Do you need a DJ? If you need a DJ, hit us up at bars and hoops radio. Do you need one? No, I don't need. I do need DJs. 
we do need DJs up here. All right, so you know we can saying? have like a little audition. We could do a bar We could do an audition. You know, if you got, if you feel like you got what it takes, man, to be a DJ here at Bars and Who's Radio. Yeah, hit Janice up. Yeah, hit me we'll up, see hit what me we up. can do. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? We got some open slots for guys that want to get nobody. And nobody there. has come. People talking about they rap, they do this. Mm-hmm. Do Ain't nobody come no, yet. Nobody. Y'all scared? Because we live in an age where everybody feel that they got to get paid before they actually put in the grind. You know what I mean? Oh, so that would never happen. That, you know what I mean? I'm I'm old school. You yeah. gotta grind first. You get it when you, when you grind, man. You know what I mean? We got it out the mud. This just didn't materialize on its own. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of hard work, sweat, dedication. Shout out to Jazz's signature braids. If you need your hair done, you need your locks done, please contact me. Also, JLP Wellness products, they are on the way. I got a couple more weeks. I'm doing a relaunch June 3rd, save the date. Um, I'm doing a pop-up. The information is going to be available soon. Also, June is Black um, is Gun Violence Awareness Month mm-hmm. from June 1st to do June 7th. Mm-hmm. I will be doing free hair, giving uh, free hairstyles. Me and my my teacher, it's her event. I'm helping her out right here in Queens. Mm-hmm. Um to victims who lost their parents to wow. gun violence also wow. need some barbers so if you are a barber and you want to uh donate your services to the cause please contact me dope on that note i guess we out yeah we out peace, <laughs> peace.